Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Calvin podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA podcast on wearecavan.com. On this week's show, we're going to be looking back over Cavan Hurler's uh, maiden voyage for 2018 in the Laurie Maher Cup. Um, I caught up with Cavan's corner forward, Philip Brady, after the game. We're going to be looking ahead to Cavan on the 20s um, first round clash against Donegal up in Celtic Park in Derry on Sunday. Uh, we caught up, or Paul Fitzpatrick caught up with Kevin Downs ahead of that game. And we're going to be discussing Paul Fitzpatrick's absolutely wonderful article, um, basically looking at where have all the players gone from the golden under-21 generation. But we'll come to that later on in the show. Um, I suppose we'll start off by welcoming Paul Fitzpatrick to the podcast yet again, Paul. Thanks, Damo. Great to have you here. Uh, let's go straight to the Horlers because it was a really exciting game in Brewster Park. But unfortunately, from Cavan's point of view, they didn't come away with the victory, which is an amazing thing for Cavan Horlers that were saying it's disappointing they didn't win the game. But straight after the game, I caught up with uh, corner forward Philip the Gunner Brady. Joined by Cavan corner forward Philip the Gunner Brady uh, here in Brewster Park. Draw probably a fair result in the end. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't think we played to our full potential, but definitely a draw at the end. I think we deserved it. We never really gave up on it. Look, lost, I suppose, in the last few minutes, and they kept pulling away from us. So I suppose it's good to get a draw in the end, yeah. Yeah, looking at the positives in the second half, you know, when they kept, they, for man, it looked like they were going to pull away. It looked like they were going to get better. Sean Keaton came up with some great scores. You were unlucky with one that, that seemed to be over the bar and, and was called wide by a linesman. Yeah, I thought, well, I'm, I'm sure it was over, but yeah, Sean done very well. He came out the field and hit two fantastic points. But everyone, I think we had about five or six different scores in the last couple of minutes, you know, when it seemed impossible that we were going to come back. Someone notched the point over and we kept ourselves in the game and again to get the point in the in the end I think it was well deserved but in saying that I don't think we played well enough uh, to go on to further in the competition. I think we need to improve an awful lot to uh, beat the National League Champions Lancashire next week. Was there maybe a bit of reliance on the wind for the second half it was a strong wind that you played against in the first half first half played some absolutely wonderful hurling but maybe just thought the wind was going to do it for you yeah we didn't seem to come out the second half uh, they hit about five or six points you know tower one and you know I think it kept them in the game and got their confidence back up while ours dwindled a small bit and we never really got into it the second half and again we done very good to keep in the game for long periods they dominated and I thought it was going away from us a lot of the time but again to pull it back and get a draw out of it it's not the worst result in the world No, I suppose from where Cavan Horland has come you've seen a lot, a lot of darker days very maybe low scoring games with, with, with low levels of fitness and skill where would you assess where the Cavan Horlers are now? Yeah, we've seen them days this year too in some of the league matches and yeah we've improved an awful lot uh, I think the management this year has been fantastic and uh, training has been very tough and we give out about it a lot of the time but I think we proved out there while not playing well that we were still capable of uh, of 
beating good teams in the, in the division and again we're capable of a lot more than we did today and hopefully next Saturday we can show a bit more than what we're, what we're able to do you know yeah fingers crossed thanks Philip I suppose it has shown Paul that they've, they've, they've made progress the fact that there's disappointment scoring 216 and, and not getting obviously not getting beaten but not getting the victory shows that they're they're, they're making strides yeah it does I suppose they did beat Fermanagh in the league um, so that's the game that definitely would be would have been targeting. Mm. Like progress is a slow process. They're coming from a low base or no base, no team at all. Like, and I think I'd be more encouraged by the fact that the the under seventeen team have had two wins now in the Celtic Challenge. Uh, they beat Longford, I think, and they beat Monaghan. They beat Monaghan last night. Last night, Excellent beat them result. well, and they they lost uh, to Loud. I think it was. I think I'm right in saying that. So um, that's more encouraging. I think the seniors definitely, definitely. Good to good to avoid defeat, I suppose, in their return to the Laurie Manor. But it just goes to show where they're at. Like, I I think that they would have felt uh, quietly confident of possibly winning the Laurie Manor or making the final of it. Looks now like they might be a wee bit off it because Fermanagh are at a bit of a low ebb as well. But you never know. The, the return to a big competitive action like that should bring them on. Mm. Um, but that's the game they would have been targeting. It's it'll be they'll be quietly disappointed not to win it. Well, yeah, in fact, in fairness to a good few of the players that I spoke to after the game, it wasn't quietly disappointed. They were they were very disappointed. They felt that their second-half performance didn't didn't display what they were capable of doing. The first-half performance was quite good, considering they were playing against a very strong wind. Now, in a hurl in a wind isn't usually worth as much as it is in football, but it was it was the sort of one that they you could see that Fermanagh forwards had those extra seven, eight, nine, ten yards on each shot, and they were they were just carrying that bit further. But from a positive point of view, a lot has been made of the cooler boys coming down the three Shannons. Um, John Shannon was very, very good in the middle of the field, but the, the star of the game for me was was Sean Keaton at full forward. He scored a goal and three, and three of his points, the three points he got, were, were absolutely fabulous scores. So it's good to see that homegrown players. Is finally stepping up and coming to it. Yeah, that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. I, I'm against the, the idea of bringing in imports from other countries, even if they're, they are of Cavan descent or whatever. And there's nothing against the individuals that are on the Cavan team um, because it's a big effort. But I don't know what it really does for, for the players that are there because at the end of the day, it more than likely will mean that there's three homegrown players on the bench or however many mm. imports you have on the team. So I know it brings up the standard and maybe they'll say, well, it's approving the 12 fellas that are out there because they're playing with better players, um, you know we've seen trouble with with, with other uh, lower ranked hurling counties over this bringing in handfuls of players from from clubs in senior counties, and uh, you know it's up in the air. Like it's a little bit of an arms race. It seems to be who can get the better imports, and I don't think that's that's good either. Yeah, I'd have to say now, and, and I'm being one hundred percent honest here with with the scenario that I think that that what you brought in did help Cavan, definitely helps Cavan, the three boys anyway. I think last year Cavan might have taken the make a wee bit with um with Dinny Carlson. Carlson. I can't think of his first name. But that I, I think that, that went a little bit too far on it. But the three Shannons are of Cavan blood and on top of that the, one of them was 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 Exceptional, I thought very good. John Shannon in the middle of the field. The other two lads played all right, played well enough, but they weren't they weren't outstanding. It wasn't as if it was three lads against, you know, the, the Fermanagh boys. The, the, like Philip 
Philip that I spoke to scored two or three points uh, at Corner Ford, another homegrown, another Cavan player. You're, you're, you had a vast majority of the team were Cavan players. I think it just made them that little bit more competitive. It brings them up a little bit instead of maybe you know being bet in games and and morale dipping. I think I think I'm not against the crutch using it as a crutch just to get you up. And from seeing Sean Keaton's development and a few others like that um, on the Cavan side, I think it will help them, it'll bring them on, hopefully, but provided it's not used and abused, you know. Yeah, and it has been abused in the past. Yeah. Um, yeah. I suppose it can only help having all our club winners in the dress room and things like that, to, in terms of preparation and things like that, it is an insight into the top level, mm. because they're all learning, management and everyone I presume is learning, even though Michael Carr has a good pedigree in the game, but um, it's great to see Sean Keaton doing well. Brilliant, like... He's a good footballer too, in fairness with Balanya, and mm. he's a lot to offer. So it is good to see young lads, and I know his father's a proud Waterford man as well. So the, the connections there, like yeah, yeah. But, but you, yeah. you had a, you had quite a few Cavan grown lads like Joshua Crow come on there as well, and and, and done done rightly. So there's, there is a few from I think Josh and Sean are of the same age group that won a minor Division Two title in Ulster yeah. or something like that. So like they've, there there is that progression. It's important, as you said, they'll bring that Celtic Challenge group through now or in the next couple of years. But I think without the crutch of maybe the cooler boys, what they'd be looking at wouldn't be as appealing as it maybe is now. So hopefully, I can I can I can feel their pain because uh, I know from handball that it's difficult um, when football is so dominant. Like we've we've won quite a bit on the edge level in handball, and we struggle to hold on to our players. Mm-hmm. And handball in general general suffers badly from this, where the struggle the only can really hold on to the elite players, and then the players nearly who are weak at, at underage and come later to handball. And maybe when they're eighteen or nineteen, kind of get strong in handball, they tend to stick with it. But your average player, talented player at fourteen or fifteen, doesn't keep on the handball if they're if they're talented in other sports. I will give you an example. In 2012, we won a Division Three All Ireland Fela handball title, which was a high standard. Six divisions in it, and our team was uh, Stephen Smith, Thomas Edward Donahue, Shane McFeedy, and uh, Dara Kennedy. See, so they were all all, all, all talking out on Sunday. Yeah, I think Shane McFeedy's not the only one that's not. But uh, Dara, of course, his brother. He's he's on the panel though. Oh, Shane's on the panel. Yeah, is he? yeah, he's oh, on yeah. the panel. D- there all you four go. Four on the panel. Yeah, so there you go. And uh, Stephen really kept up the handball. In, uh, until he was about 17 or so but then leaving Sarah County Minor Football something mm-hmm. has to go and it's the same now this year so I can understand the frustration of the Hurling people when you when you bring your lads through look it's every fella's choice like it's just mm-hmm. difficult it's difficult up against football yeah and I, I look at I think every every effort should be made to allow kids of that age especially up to 18 years of age or that sort of age bracket definitely under 17 to, to play all codes, whatever they want, whether it be handball or hurling or football, encourage them to play as much as they possibly can because I think it'll only benefit them in the long term. But yeah. that's that's another sidetrack. But uh, looking ahead, they're playing Lancashire this Sunday, this Saturday, sorry, in um, in in Ballyconnell at one o'clock. So hopefully a Cavan support will come out. I know that the Nearies will definitely be out. Uh, another actually homegrown player is Nessa Neary that was a cornerback so um, hopefully the Neary's and, and all of the, the Horland contingency from West Cavan will come out and support and, and from Forder Field as well it'll be good to see a good home crowd Yeah it's hard to know what you're going to get sometimes with these these uh, UK teams like uh, if we call them that like Warwickshire it was mm. last year I think who had Liam Watson That's right a, a genius of a hurler from Antrim like, and 
out of place at Laurie Maher level, <coughs> even though he's no spring chicken. Um, I would have used class that far, far too good for, for at Laurie Maher level. Like, so you, you might get the odd one, a senior level player who's going to go in, and effectively, this is junior C level Horland. If you're going to, and that's not being cruel, but it's the fifth tier of Horland. So now you've got the, the, the Liam McCarthy, the Joe McDonough, the, the Christy Ring, the um. Nicky Rackard. Nicky Rackard and the Laurie Maher. Yeah. So this is f- f- Tier 5 hurling and you could come up against a player who's who in his time has, has been an excellent Tier 1 hurler. Yeah. So it, it, that's what you, you don't know what you're going to get when you come up against the Lancashire's and the Warriors. But Lancashire did win the league out. So it it, it shows that it, this is going to be the test for Cavan. Cavan. played them up in, up in Antrim. That's right. Um, in the league. And even though Lancashire won that game by a bit, I... From the report I got on it, it was close enough for a long time. So yeah. that'll give them confidence. And the game and against Fernando and Stantham. And the Shannon boys weren't there yeah. for, for the Lancashire yeah, game so up there either. So Fingers crossed. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Yeah, fingers crossed. And, and, and just... When I do have it in in my mind, because he came away, I came away from Brewster Park, um, more adamant that what they're doing in Horland is the right thing, and and we need to look at it in Gaelic football. Because while it was, as you say, a fifth tier Horland, it was an extremely entertaining, competitive match against two teams of a similar standard, and we don't we don't get enough of that in in the in the All Ireland Championship. You know, is is it just another? Example that we need to we need to restructure the the championships. I'm torn on this one. Um, I wonder, like, do we do we need to restructure it or do we need to help the the other counties? Because ideally, you'd have one competition, and that's what we have in football at the minute. So it's a big step to to carve it up into two or three or four competitions. Yeah. And you're you're basically if you do that, in my eyes, you're admitting defeat that that there was nothing you could do to level the playing field. And I wonder, what has the GEA done to level the playing field? What has the GEA done to say, well, one county only has a population of 50,000, another has a population of 500,000, we're going to even this up a bit. They haven't done anything, not a thing. And no. now they're saying, oh, what, if, now they're saying what fact, they're going to do is, we'll take all these small counties and we'll throw them all in together and let them play at their own wee competition. Even though the players don't want it, doesn't matter. I have yet to see a player come out and say, I want to tear the competition. In fact, the, the, the GEA, if, if the truth be told, the GEA have done the exact opposite. Like, the amount of money that was ploughed into Dublin at coaching and games level was un, was completely unproportional to the rest of Leinster. You know, so where it was actually Seamus Kenny, the CEO, for want of a better phrase, of, of Mead County Board, um, told me that when he went in, he done a study to say per per member in Dublin GA, Mead GA should have been given twenty two full time coaches and they were at six. Yeah. And he went up and he made the case and basically said, Listen, you're giving enough money in Dublin to to the level of population that we have in Mead should be up to twenty two and he fought to get 
equal rights essentially yeah. not not just not not to the point that we're trying to balance the thing up in favor of the less populated counties we're trying to just even even things up which is I, I I'd completely agree with you on that that maybe maybe that is the route to go but I read in one of the Sunday papers statement that there was a GA club in Dublin that didn't name them um I'm pretty sure they didn't name the club and they ran a golf classic recently and they attracted 60 teams to the golf classic and do you know how much the teams were now bear in mind uh, the average golf classic in Cavan teams are I played at golf classic teams were 140 euro sometimes they might go up to 200 if it's a really good golf classic 3 grand they charge but now they played 60 teams they got 60 teams so they lifted 180 grand on that so that's just crazy. That's the kind of access that clubs in Dublin have. Clubs in Dublin are, yeah. are, are never, never are like mind counties. what's been given from Crow Park Central Council. Yeah. So you on, can't, you can't blame Dublin. But I think the GA have a long history of failing uh, the weaker aspects of the organisation. I know that from from handball as well. Like, <laughs> and, and I know right, the thing is, I'm not one of these handball people who cries about the GA all the time because handball's a, a madhouse in many ways, and I all, I'm always the one, and I'm involved in handball officialdom at national level as well and I'd always be the one that says at a meeting we won't, nobody will take us seriously until we take ourselves seriously so mm. and, and I really believe that but that said sometimes you do need a helping hand and sometimes you do need a little bit more like nobody takes football seriously in some of these weaker counties from the outside looking in maybe they need a hand like I, I think carving up the championship is such, it's just an easy way out like, of course, it can be fixed. Is is there is there a, a merit then in the idea? I think you've been shown it as well as I have. Porrick Farley's idea of the championship uh, has been muted on, on a couple of the national papers. In fairness to the Crush Law man, but where we we go with get rid of the provincial championships as part of the All Ireland, go with groups of four. Every team gets three games, and then the top two in each group go into. Uh, an All Ireland Sam Maguire, the bottom two in each group go into a, I think it's a Paddy O'Shea or basically second tier. So everybody enters at the same level, and if you can progress, you're still going into the the A competition, and if you if you don't, you still have an opportunity. So at least yeah. you're getting a more even number of games. You're you're probably condensing the time it takes to run the competition, and you're 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 basically trying to level the playing field a wee bit more now whether you tier the groups is the is the question after that do you go one two three and four as in one from division one one from division two one from three and one from four i don't know the the, the ins and outs of his details after that but I, I i think that the provincial championship makes it a very unfair system for the yeah. simple reason look at what kerry have to do to make a super eight from from the moment that you could still win the All Ireland after being beaten in your provincial championship. From that day on, the the, the provincial championship started to devalue in in yes yeah, the yeah. currency of the provincial championship started to devalue. If you put it like that, right? And it's reached a stage now where the provincial championship is like the FA Cup in England. Nice to win it, and if you've never won a trophy, it's massive in a long time. It's great to win it, and, and players who play for a long time and they finish their career by winning the FA Cup, it's great. But in the overall scheme of things. You know, it's 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 only incidental. The All Ireland is the one now, and th- I suppose that wasn't really maybe that wasn't what was intended when they brought in the back door. We're nearly twenty years on from that now, but the provincials are in their last legs, and I, and yeah. I say that as as a Cavan man who we put really high stock on the provincial championships, but the provincials are on their last legs. They have to they have to go. Yeah, but but they won't go while the while the provincial councils have so much power. 
That's the other side of it. That's the other side Turkeys of it. Turkeys like, don't vote for Christmas. No, no, it'll take an awful long time for it to happen. But anyway, we probably went off on a bit of a tangent there. We'll we'll, we'll come back on on track. Moving on to the Cavan on the twenties, taking on Donegal in Celtic Park, two p.m. on Sunday coming. Um, looking ahead to this, I suppose because we've no Hastings Cup, we've no pre-season competition, we've no form book bar minors of two years ago. Donegal obviously won the minor Ulster Championship two years ago. So, and actually, I seen the odds. Cavan are four to one. I'd back Cavan at that price Damn because uh, I'd never back against a team that has good forwards because good forwards uh, win games. And if you if you have forwards, you could, like we saw at Cavan Miners last year in a couple of games where they looked dead and buried. I'm thinking about the Monaghan game where they're eight points down or something like that early on. And they, or sorry, they were ahead, and then they conceded eight in a row and fell behind. They came back because they had the forwards. I saw them against Galway in the quarter final last year, and again, it was the forwards that, that did it for them. So, uh, I wouldn't back against Cavan. What makes this very unusual is that there's no Hastings Cup. Whatever challenge games were played were very low key. Um, we don't really know what the makeup of the team is likely to be. And with respect to Kevin Downs, um, who we're going to hear from, I wasn't going to turn around and ask him what's your team going to be. He hadn't, <laughs> in fact, he hadn't even picked it. But we. It's unusual now we have to look back to a team sheet from two years ago to give us an indication. But I'll, I'll give you the 15 that was named to start two years ago um, against Starman in the minor championship. In goals was Keith Fitzsimons, Casarahan, Paddy O'Reilly, Crushlaw, Patrick Mead, Kingscourt, Matthew McGee, Rammer, Darrell Kennedy, Killigarry, Luke Fortune, Cavan Gales, Philip Rogers, not Bride, Conor Brady, Garner, Jordan McCabe, not Bride, Stephen Smith, Crushlaw, Thomas Edward Donahue, then Ryan O'Neill, Kildallan, Rory Corn, Swad. Connor Smith, Kiligari, Owen Cooney, Lara. So that was the 15 back then. You have to throw in last year's minors as well because they're all two years older and probably they were only 16 back then. Now they're, a lot of them are, most of them are going to be strong enough. And I think there's 10 or 12 mm. on the panel, according to Kevin. So well, you've Oshin, Pearson, Keen, Madden, James Smith, Ronan Patterson, Ronan Patterson, um, Philip Rogers, that was mentioned there, uh, Gary O'Rourke. You know, there's yeah. a, the spine of that team has come through as well. So, um, it, like that to me looks like a good team. I know that they lost in the first round as minors, and that's what the bookies are basing their odds on. But that to me looks like a good team. And um, by all accounts, the the backroom team is very strong. Yeah, like you've Jimmy Higgins there, Marty Clark, uh, Kevin Downs himself, Brian Clark, Paddy Riley from from Rammer, Mister McCabe. What's his name? The soccer goalkeeper. Oh, Col- uh, Colin McCabe. Colin McCabe is doing goalkeeper. goalkeeping so they, coach. They have a, they have a great setup. Mm. Um, Extremely professional. Yeah, so you'd be hoping there'd be a big performance in them. The, the the point actually being, and and I spoke with a couple of people about this on the twenties during the week, and while win, lose, or draw, anybody who knows what's going on or or, or has a a person involved with the group. I think everybody is on the same page saying that win, lose or draw, these lads are going to be better footballers for the experience that they've had over the last few months. Yeah, you know, and that's it's it's unfortunate that they won't get an opportunity if they're if they're beaten by a very very good Donegal team, they won't get an opportunity to continue their development, continue their journey. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but look, if if, if they win it, no different to the minors. If if Cavan yeah. win and Donegal are out, and it opens up before them, and we'll say, Jesus, you know, this team could go on. So yeah, um, exactly. Look, I I'm a fan of knockout football. I think it's, I think it's the best. It's you're a romantic, so yeah. I think I am. Yeah, my wife says that. <laughs> Valerie's but, always telling us about that. 
I, I like a knockout championship and I think we're going to see blood and thunder on Sunday hopefully so well, we'll go to uh, Kevin Downs the Kevin manager he spoke with Paul a little bit earlier on injury wise we're, we're happy where we are um, and I suppose uh, we're just really looking forward to the game now you know it's an awful long running to the game you know with no Hastings Cup or nothing so it's hard to see where we're at you know what I mean we won't really know until until championship time really to that you know, if we if we you know we think we're on it, but we might be on it. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Exactly. Have you played any challenge games? We played yeah, we played a couple of challenge matches. So look at you know our, our results have been good. Um, but uh, look at we just you know we don't know where the team we were playing were there where we are in our preparation. You know, so, um, but look at we're happy where we are at anyway. So so just just more importantly. And what's the competition for places like in, in the squad? I imagine it's a yeah. talented squad. It is, yeah. No, look at there's, there's no shortage in Ireland. Um, uh, look, at it's going to be a very tough 15 to pick, and it's going to be even tougher 24 to pick, um, which is great for us. You know, it's a great headache to have. Um, so, uh, look, we'll have, a, we'll have a long night Wednesday night trying to pick the team and pick the 24. So, uh, it's a good complaint, you know. Yeah, so Kev, Kevin Downs, obviously knowing the character and knowing the people he's around the team is going to be exceptionally well prepared so we're hoping for a big display from the Cavan of the 20s we want to wish them the very very best of luck um, against Donegal get the opportunity get up to Celtic Park I know it's quite a trek but you're going to be given uh, a feast of football that day because it'll be followed by Donegal and Derry in the Ulster Senior Championship quarter final so you're not just paying for one game it can be it could be a great day out so um, try and make your way if you can't make it there will be full live commentary on Northern Sound so tune in if you can't make it up to Celtic Park we're going to move on because uh, we want to spend just a little bit of time talking about uh, an absolutely brilliant article Paul if I do say so extremely well researched and and extremely relevant to where we're at now with Cavan Seniors. You, you wrote it, the gist of it, I can't just think of the, the heading on it, but the gist of it was, where have all the players gone from, from that under-21 period of dominance? Yeah, thanks Damien. Um, well, there's a follow-on from the previous week's article, really, where I, I just looked back through the under-21 teams from 2010 to 2014, um, and I found that we used I had I wrote 75 but I, I see now that it's a bit of repetition but I think we used 73 players um, in the Ulster 21 championships in those five seasons and of them we've only 10 on the senior panel at the minute the eldest of them would be 29 this year that would be David Givney Eugene Keating that age group and the youngest of them would be 23 24 that would be any lad who was say 19 20 in 2014 straight out of minor so you're talking about sixty plus players anyway. Um, in the ages of, in the age of twenty three to twenty nine, twenty four to twenty nine, who came through the system, who excelled, who not alone made a county on a twenty one panel, who actually got a start in Jersey or were trusted to come onto the field. At that time, Cavan's record in Ulster was played sixteen one fifteen. So Cavan, Cavan were the lead in on a twenty one county in, in Ulster by far, and. 60 of those lads are gone they're, for some reason or other they're not on the panel and that's a that's a, a terrible um, rate of player retention and even even take it out that put in the, the term of natural wastage where you have certain lads emigrate and certain lads aren't available yeah. I, I counted out I think six six maybe seven that aren't currently playing football off that so you, you could take it down to your you're down into 50 odd players that have gone into wastage and and that's that's probably been generous on the other end of it but 
the, the, the question and you made the point last week is why and how can we find out why well, you've players there that, that I mean there's a difference between a fella who comes on in the Ulster 21 quarter final has never heard tell of again and a fella who starts every game for three years and wins every one of them in Ulster 21 football like Jack Brady Fergal Flanagan Joe Dillon has three Ulster 21 medals or talking, Kevin Tierney who was the top scorer in Ulster Championship in his year or you know absolutely. and so on and so absolutely. forth you're talking about players who are really the, the absolute uh, peak of under 21 football nationally these mm. fellas had yeah. very few players have an under 21 career like they had these lads are in their prime they're 25, 26 years of age and they're not on the panel and I, basically what I did in the piece was I went, I went through all that and I used the, the comparison again with Monaghan finished with five over 30s last week and can hold on to their players the bastards <laughs> and, and how relevant is it like Malik Yorok spoke about it after the game that you know well these boys have been together a long time. They know how to grind out these results. They know that with five minutes to go, if you're a couple of points down, you can still go on and win it by kicking points. You know, But that comes from the group staying together for such a sustained period of time. Whereas in Cavan, we're all the time rebuilding. Every year it's a rebuild. Like It's, it's, it's tedious. I did a piece a few years ago, and I, I think I found that from, from, 2000, from 2000 until... 2011 we had given out 69 championship debuts now that was a half a team a year every year so that was 11 years where we rebuilt half our team mm-hmm. more or less from scratch every year and then we had this this run of underage success and now we're doing the same thing again yeah we're all you, over you wonder when is that going to happen what what is what is the constant in this equation the, the managers Drop come out. and go players come and go the county board is the constant in the equation and now the personnel on the board change but the but the board remains in situ and the board has a duty of care to ensure the best for Cavan football. And I, I just pose the question in the piece. I, I'm not throwing stones at the board or anything like that. I'm just saying it's now incumbent on the board, as we discussed on the podcast last week, to set up some sort of a structure where all of these players, and I've given them the list now, where all of these players can be contacted, and be it through an interview form or a questionnaire or an informal phone call or a chat, whatever it is, and say... Why are you not playing football with Cavan? Where are you asked? If you didn't want to play, why did you not want to play? And most importantly, what would it take to get you to commit to football with Cavan? Yeah. And that's all. Because it might be a thing that we've squandered that golden generation. And that that won't come around again. No. Not in our lifetimes. No, 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 no. The chances are extremely slim of, of that opportunity. Now so we are we are the minnows of Ulster football. We are down there with the, with the worst teams in Ulster consistently for the last fifty years. And let's face facts: we're, forget about the golden era. If you st- if history of football started in nineteen seventy, we're nobodies, and suddenly we produce underage run of success like this, and and we don't make hay. We've squandered it, and you know. The, the the most pressing point is we have a great under twenty team going up to play Donegal on Sunday. Is it going to be squandered for those lads too? Are those lads going to come in? Mm. Maybe maybe they could win it under twenty All Ireland. Maybe they lose on Sunday. Who knows? But those lads, so a lot of them are going to be breaking through the senior football in the next couple of years. They're going to be coming through because five or six of the lads who are there now with the seniors are going to be fed up with, and they're going to pack it in. Yeah, if, next unless, year. unless the trend is booked, we're going to lose a load of fellas. We're going to throw in another, a load of more new lads. And then we're going to start rebuilding again. And in two or t- four or five years after that, or less, they're going to be those lads, the James Smiths and the Ocean Pearson, the Kia Madden, they'll be 25 and 26. Is and they'll there, be packing it in. So, so if you're saying, <coughs> right, firstly, the first step for the county board is talk to these players and ask them those, those particular questions you're after stating, which is a very, very good first step. Is the second step 
a level of consistency at county senior management and and I'm not necessarily saying that the manager has to stay but that that the you you put in that Cavan county board put in a strength and conditioning coach that is just for Cavan that that this you're going to be over your development squads you're going to be over everybody but regardless of who we bring in as a manager he's going to work to your plan because you're going to be the fixture that's there the whole time and an athletic development or a or a skills coach or a statistical analysis person whatever the case may be but that the manager is coming in to work with what the county board have set up as the structure around the senior players that I mean, that, that's a no brainer to me like, and you're involved with teams Damon that would seem like a no brainer to me but if you if you compare Cavan Cavan football to a, a factory and you're producing a product and your product is players and all I can visualise now is there's a skip there's a skip <laughs> on, at, at, at the end of the conveyor belt and half of our players are going into that skip well that's what it looks like they're, they're just scrapped and there might be nothing around there might be only a scratch on them but they're shop <laughs> do you remember? The, do you remember the cartoon was it a cartoon raggy dolls raggy dolls <laughs> dolls like you and me I can picture that happening then. that's all I can see going out here at the minute but it's a great analogy but if you were in charge of that factory and that production line... Sorry, just to clear up, not that I'm calling any of the players on that list raggy dolls because they're all really talented footballers, but... <laughs> but if you're, if you're in charge of that and um, you're looking at the, the the product that you're churning out, you know, you have to make a change. There's something going wrong in your production line yeah. when, when you're not producing your end product. You're only producing... You, you're putting in your raw materials and you should be getting 100 end products. So when you're only getting a handful through at the end, you'd have to go, hold on. Raw materials are fine. It's somewhere along the production line that things are going wrong. Let, let's halt the production line there and, and and fix it and see what the problem is. So the first step to see what the problem is is seeing what the problem is. Right, exactly. You go ask, and identify ask, the problem. Ask the end product. You know, okay, well, you've you've been through the entire process now. Where are the pitfalls? Where are we losing you? You know, what exactly is going wrong that we're, we're missing you there? Like, I, I personally believe, and you talk about, you, your, your big one is consistency of or sorry is is monaghan that's that's the you know in fairness they are the the shining star for their consistency maliki o'rourke is there now what this is his sixth year hmm. sixth year before that banty banty had a good run out of two. four or five years yeah so in 11 years they've had we we'll say 10 years just to so i'm covering myself here 10 years they've had two managers in the same 10 years terry held on for a good while but we probably had four had we we would have had, but in the ten years before Terry, you know, we would have had probably seven. Yeah, you know, but definitely. No, but then you have to ask: Is is Chaplin changing managers? Is that a cause or a symptom? As well, is that cause? Is that causing poor results, or is that just a symptom of poor results? The man, the managers get get chopped. I think the last managerial appointment was absolutely crucial. We said it at the time, um, and I thought, no disrespect to Matty McLean, um, but to enti- we had a problem with players and to entice all our best players to play we needed an inspirational figure and like that's no disrespect to the man but we we probably needed what Dublin Horland needed a few years ago when they had the same problem they got Anthony, Anthony Daly, Daly yeah. they, got in a, they got in a huge name like and excited players but you know, Again, let's, I don't let's take a case Damien of last year's under 21s or sorry last year's minors uh, got to an All-Ireland semi-final produced a f- handful of potential senior stars you'd hope let's take a player like Oshin Pearson or Kean Madden they were two of the best forwards on that side and there was lots of good players on it you ask me now knowing what I know about cabin football looking how the thing has gone in the last seven, eight, nine years map out uh, Kean Madden's senior career brilliant minor 
hopefully be a brilliant under 20 player as well his senior career if it's going to follow the way it has gone up to now with other players the majority of players mm. not every player but the majority of players he's going to come into the senior team he's going to play well for two or three years he might get a couple of injuries we might ch- chop and change the manager uh, meanwhile we might lose some of these 27, 28 year olds who should be the backbone of the team who've gone through it all he'll try to build up bulk up he'll get to 24 or 5 and he'll pack it in either a manager will drop him yeah. and not call him or he'll be working or he'll be in college and that's what he has to look forward to and this is a fellow with the talent to be anything he wants to be in the game Yeah, and that's sad like because that's what happened with our with our under 21s exactly that and it happened time and time again with an awful lot of players or the other thing that might happen is he might stop developing because that happened too because if you look through that list a lot of those players stopped developing on their on their talent and mm. really you know didn't the, didn't come through to be as good as they could be they actually probably fell off from the so while they were on a, a very clear and structured path through their under 21 years as soon as that was over if they weren't automatically straight back onto the next conveyor belt of county senior they fell off the path and, and, and were left with no guide so the players that we were dipping back into when the lads that that progressed immediately on to county senior the players that were dipping in had been left to their own devices for one two three four years and then been asked to come back in you know it, i think sean mccormick is a good example of that he he was back in on the county senior panel this year after a gap of three four years where he was left to his own devices left the clubs to go off instead of saying well look at sean you're going to be put aside here but we're going to keep an eye on you and we're going to keep giving you the gym programs and the running programs that our county seniors are doing and we're going to call you in once, twice, three times a year and, and play an in-house game and see how you're going. See if you are doing the stuff but at least give that opportunity to those players. Yeah. You know, don't don't just throw them out in the cold and shut the door. You can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, there was a clear out when Val Andrews came in and he cleared out too many. Yeah, well, that he, was baby and bathwater. He threw yeah. out yeah. the likes of Paul Brady, Sean Johnston, Mickey Hannon, Dermot Jordan, he threw out too many. Martin Cahill, yeah, a lot of these were good players. Like he got rid of some players who possibly weren't up to it, but he got rid Mickey of some Ling players. He got rid of as well. Like yeah. went, went on to Mickey Ling came back then later on. But yeah, a lot of players got axed. Um, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater, and we've it leaves a bad taste as well mm. when players get dropped like that. And you want these men to contribute back is, into the game. Is, is partial again? I, and I'm only thinking out loud here, but. We have we see when um, I'm trying to think of a player Johnny Doyle in 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 Kildare retired and he was on news talk and he was on podcasts and it was a national story and it was a a, a big deal. But in Cavan, we don't seem to manage those situations nearly as well either. Like Mark McKeever, one of the greatest players we had, and for a sustained period, he he should be the shining example that we're putting up there. He played county senior from when he was maybe 18, 19 years of age until he was 33, 32, 33 years of age. So, we're, you know, if if you want the role model, if you want somebody, put him up there. But yet his retirement was, was allowed to just... Yeah, he was allowed to fade away. Fade like, away, without, yeah. without really make the star of him like that, that, he, that he deserves to be. You know, yeah. and, and, and we've done it a good few times. Mossy Core, another good example of it, like that, that soldiered for years and years on the Cavan senior team. And was just let walk into the darkness, you know. Yeah, there should be some token of appreciation, public, a public acknowledgement of these players, like without a doubt, yeah. uh, without a doubt. I mean, that's that's a that's a side issue, but I agree that without a doubt, those fellas should be publicly. But is is while it's a side issue, is it part of the same that there's no real 
en- enthusiasm or there's no real carrot there at the end well why would I stay with the team for seven eight nine years when sure what difference does it make I can dip in and out for two years at a time yeah. and it won't make a blind bit of difference to to that's, you know what it's seen that's a good point but to go back to that the the analogy we were saying about Cavan County Board is, is a company effectively uh, in terms of turnover a turnover of over a million euro in the year now what company employs a manager and I'm not using employee in the term that the financial remuneration because I don't know what way that works but what company takes on someone to be to oversee a certain aspect of it which which county boards do with with uh, their inter-county senior managers a lot of them come in it's very same as a, as a company in business you have an interview process you look at their strengths and weaknesses and you appoint them and you give them a job but after that then it seems to be where you say Okay, you come in, you work for me now. I would pay you in a lot of cases. Now you call all the shots and I am bowing down to you and you tell me what to do. Where else does that where else does that happen? You've intercounty managers decide when when teams train, when club teams can play, who the strength and conditioning man is, don't like this fella, don't like that fella, I want my own man doing this job. It's crazy. Because intercounty managers, when they come in from an outside county like that, their job is to get results and how many of them are looking at the long term? And I'm not picking out Matty McLean. I'm talking about any inter-county manager that goes into a county. If you were given a job tomorrow to manage Longford, Damien, are you going to be looking down the line and saying, "I want how, how, what's the best thing for Longford in three years' time? Or are you going to be saying, I'm a young, ambitious manager. I want to get in and win things and prove this team. You know, they're, they're, not, they're often mutually exclusive, those aims. And mm. you'd wonder, do county, do county boards around the country you recognise that as well that's another aspect because Cavan at this stage are like an oppressed county we're downtrodden and Maliki Clerken used the example of the phrase one day different and like we yearn for that day when we win something or when our people are as good as the whores over the border like <laughs> and that's what that's what drives county football and that's per, per, uh, parochial rivalry and your and, county and rivalry it's, it's the foundation of it all and again and I do want to reiterate that I, I don't feel this isn't a debate about Matty Medlin no, at no, any point. And, and he has achieved a fabulous achievement this year, getting promoted to Division As he would one. say himself. You know, well, it, well, it is, though, in fairness. I yeah, know, it is. It, it's a wonderful achievement. Like with, the, with the panel he had to work with, he did very, very well to get the team to yeah. Division 1. Like, Without a doubt. Like, I, I, I have simply formed that he doesn't have the whole panel to work with. Yeah, yeah, but definitely, definitely so. But and like I, I had it said to me recently by uh, someone close to a player that's on the panel now that I was out of line highlighting... Um, about the the players that aren't on the panel now, but like oh, I at no time would I would I try to be disrespectful of the players who are on the panel because it's a very public position to yeah. be a county footballer because you're being judged on your performances and and there's nobody as harsh as as the man on the hill in a, a GA match. They're very harsh critics and they don't see what went on uh, at training every night. Ninety nine percent of the time they don't yeah. see what's happened. So, I, I have the high respect for anybody that puts in that effort. I want to make that clear. But yeah, well, but, but there's nothing wrong with saying that if every footballer in Cavan was contacted and said, I want to play football for Cavan, and we named our panel of 34 or 5, whatever it is, I, I do genuinely reckon there wouldn't be much more than a dozen of the current panel on it. That's that's the truth. That's that's my honest opinion. And that's mm. no disrespect to the lads that are there. No, no, no. I, I don't... I don't think it's that disrespectful in fairness to the lads. But look, the lads that are there have done absolutely everything they can to to be the best they can for Calvin. So they deserve a massive, massive amount of praise. And and the lads that are there have got us promoted back into oh, Division yeah. 1. Uh, that's so, a hell of an achievement. You know, that, there's, there's no point in, in, in trying to understate. The, the point is, 
being made is not relevant to the players that are there as in that we're, we're knocking anybody but we're just making or you're just making facts that that of those 73 players that played at the highest level of underage that's available to them there's so many of them not still available and we need to figure out it's those those same lads that are on the panel may still make the panel ahead of other boys because different developments, but it shouldn't be to such a, a, a staggering change. You know, you, you'll always have your seven, eight, nine, ten players that people feel, oh, I don't know if he should be there, somebody else should be there. But you're still talking out of the top fifty players in the county. You know, have we have we twenty of them or twenty five of them on the panel currently? You know, and that's that's probably the yeah, nuts and bolts yeah, of no, it. I, we don't have, we don't have, in my opinion. Like, and uh, until we do, and until we find out why these fellas aren't playing football for Cavan, be it injured, college, just just don't want to, mm. you know. Uh, until we find that out, we're wasting our time. We're wasting our time spending hundreds of thousands on the county team. We're wasting the efforts of the volunteers at county board level, at club level, the people who volunteer towards it, helping out on a county mm. team, backroom team, anything like that. And we're also wasting. The, the effort that goes into by club well, players to have their, their season completely cut in two because of this group of effectively a second string Cavan panel with 10 or 12 top class players on it at the end of the day for Cavan to be successful Banty made the point back in 2015 at an up for the match we were doing that he didn't feel Cavan were going to do well um that year because they didn't have the best panel available to them that everybody that should be playing for Cavan wasn't on top of that Rory Gallagher in Fermanagh everybody's making the point about how Fermanagh have done well this year because Rory Gallagher has every single player that should be playing for Fermanagh playing for Fermanagh now there's there's obviously ways that he had to bend a little bit to allow that to happen there's there's certain uh, Fermanagh players that are that are hard handled we'll, we'll say but he still has them and he has them probably in the best shape that's available to have them in so you know th- there is that that bit of middle ground that while I'm a manager that, that firmly believes in rewarding the effort I still have to say that there's part of it has to be that you have to give a little bit of give and take if I was asked to manage Cavan, let's say, well... You'd run a mile. <laughs> tell the truth. <laughs> I'd, tell, I'd tell Jerry Brady to, to get his head examined. <laughs> but if you were asked to manage Cavan, I mean, as a manager, you know, you'd be well advised, the first thing you should, you'd be well advised to do would be drop a list of, and you that knows Cavan football inside out, drop a list of who you want on your panel and contact them. Where, David Givney, get his number, ring the man and say, what is it going to take, David, to get you on the panel because you're one of the best footballers in the country? Eugene Keating, same thing. These fellas don't grow on trees. James mm. McEnroe, 28-year-old, 29-year-old fella, hell of an athlete, great aggression, has, a, has it all for, for a county player. Like get, get him on the panel. Doesn't matter what it takes. It's one year. Isn't, isn't it kind of funny when I was looking through your list that, that right there are certain lads who maybe opted out on top of that, you know, on top of your 50-odd players that opted out and for whatever reason. But there was, there was a number of players that weren't weren't actually asked in onto county panels and not just under Matty Medlinan's reign but you know one that, that springs to mind for me is, is Arva man Kevin Boucher has never been asked into a county senior panel panel I, I yeah. that that is stark for me mm. and that's Kevin possibly Boucher's where a player that has a bit of magic like oh like brilliant footballer like, brilliant footballer but that's possibly where that I think that Matty was served a raw deal um, that 
he has very little knowledge of club football in Cavan. And to his credit, last year's management team disbanded on him that the backroom team that he had all left towards the end of the year for one reason or another. So his access into those that knowledge, that local knowledge was, was gone. He asked people to get involved. They wouldn't get involved. So he's he's probably playing with one hand tied behind his back that somebody to stay to say to him, well, you know, he, he's at a training session going, geez, well, that man's after getting injured. I could do it with a midfielder. Well, your options are this man from whatever club and that man from whatever club and he's playing well at this level and he played well at under 21 or he's a minor from a few years back and dig into that 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 bank of knowledge. I don't think that's really there from at the minute. That's a good point, Jeff. That's a good point. I did hear Matty Medlinan saying in a pre-championship interview how like he's a, he's all consumed by the job and he's obsessed with it and that he, sometimes he wakes up at four o'clock in the morning and he's a notepad beside the bed and he'll write down an idea that comes to mind. Like... I think it would suit Matty better to to go and hammer down the door of his best players and say, "Don't mind about notepads in the middle of the night. I want you on my pitch. Mm. I want you playing." Like, and I think that's. I think if Cavan had all the best players, Matty McLean might have led them to an Ulster title this year. Yeah, that's my that's my opinion because he he managed to lead them to promotion uh, without all the best players. But look, maybe two weeks ago, I wasn't even singing from this hymn sheet. But all the good players that aren't there. But what hit, what when I sat down in McCool Park about buffet, I hadn't seen the panel. I'd only seen the team, and I was I was amazed when I saw the whole panel to go. Jesus, hold on a minute. Where is everyone? Yeah, <laughs> where's yeah. all the lads? That's it. That's it. It's 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 like waking up in a strange house on a Sunday morning. <laughs> where's all the lads? Where's my jeans? Where's <laughs> I think that's uh, that's all we're going to fit in in this week's show. So thanks a million for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast. Remember, if you have an opinion on what we discussed on this week's podcast, get in contact with us on Twitter at WeAreCav, and we'd be delighted to hear your opinions on this. Again, we're only trashing out some of the ideas and some of the 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 soundings that we're hearing. This is a soundboard for Cav and GA people, so uh, do let us know on Twitter. With your with your opinions on 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 how we can progress this discussion, Kieran Callahan Electrical, shine a light on your future. Check out www.callahanelectrical.ie or phone zero four nine four three three zero double one.